Here we go! Welcome to Desert Island Games. My name is Richard and we are here recording another show from the guys from Gaming Together Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining me, guys. Really appreciate it. Glad to be here. Oh, yeah, it's great to be here. Uh, so we've got Phil and Nave, and without me spoiling anything and ruining their intro, I'm going to let one of them kindly introduce what they do and where you can find them on their corner of the internet. Philip, please do that. <laughs> okay, yes, I'm Philip from Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast where we quantify, review, basically, I like to think about it like a games journal type thing without being a games journalist because that gets a pretty bad rap, you know? Because we yep. find a co-op game, we play it together, and then we just kind of, we write in our little journal about the good times we had and it's all in one great podcast you can consume, hopefully less than two hours, sometimes we go long. He's setting our game. expectations really high. Uh, that's what he does. I just kind of ramble and stream of consciousness, vomit words out, and hopefully make people laugh. Uh, th that's how I do my podcast. I just verbally like puke, which is the best way to do it. <laughs> the word salad that sometimes comes out. It's awful. It's awful for it to edit around. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, like I said, uh, as always with, with my guests... All their links and everything that they you can find will be in the podcast description. So you better find all their content. Please go support them. Uh, their, their shows are great. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about your show so people who are listening can get a bit more of a feel for it. If that's, you know they can go over and have a listen. What's been one of your favorite games that you've done together? As long as this doesn't spoil the show going forwards, what's you know like what's the one of the uh, the, the games that you've really enjoyed together as, as a as a pair? Uh, I got one. If you need a minute, Nave. Go for it. Phil. One of my favorite ones we just did recently. I think it was maybe two weeks ago. We did Monster Prom XXL. I don't know if you're familiar with <laughs> really? this game. Yeah, dude, I that love that. I'm not familiar, oh my... but yeah. Okay, the whole premise. I is... thought you hated that. <laughs> no, okay. I might have came off negative in the review, but uh, it's a special place in my heart that we played it because we play all sorts of games. We go from Destiny to a competitive dating simulator game <laughs> where you're going after. Uh, monster high school kids uh, just trying to get go them to, to go to prom with you. Okay. That, that was the whole game. Yeah. That was the whole game. Uh, I haven't heard of it. I'm, I'll put it on my radar of uh, games I must look at. Uh, that's an interesting title. Not to jump ahead, because I was like, there's no way this is going to spoil anything. But really, I we had an underrated gem category, and yeah. I almost put that there. I was like, hmm, should I plug the episode? Nah, I'm not going to do that. But then... <laughs> You bring it up. I'm like, whoa. That's not. That's the last thing I expected to hear. Um, for me, I don't want to do it because you picked a really recent one, and I was like, I don't want to pick Elden Ring because I'm having so much fun with it. But <laughs> we're yeah. we're thinking about going. Th Usually, we do one really short game, and then we have two weeks basically to play a really long game. Yeah, and that's yeah. Elden Ring. We're about to push that down to a third week because we are, we just barely beat the second boss. 
and we are just exploring and having a grand old adventure like a good old lord of the rings trying to find the <laughs> that's what it feels like yeah it does uh, yeah. i i'm i'm wading my way through i'm probably 20 hours in um since uh, you know i installed it on thursday i didn't get you know so yeah thursday i've even today i picked up triangle strategy for the nintendo switch wherever it's gone uh it was only opened like five but i haven't even put it in the switch yet but yeah elden ring uh, it's something incredible triangle strategy looks beautiful i'm so in love with that art style that i, I hope that every single old school jrpg gets remade in that way if they could find a way to convey your belt of course then it wouldn't be special anymore but no at least it'll be beautiful so which was the boss so I'm going to, if anybody listening, spoilers to Elden Ring for a second. What was the second boss that you killed? Um, what was his name? Roderick, the I guy, think. The yeah, guy that's like made a mannequin uh, on. Yeah, yeah, okay. I won't say anymore because you, I'm further along than you you guys. Um, but yeah, I did. I had a Breath of the Wild moment. I'm about you. I, sorry, I need to spit, kind of just puke about Elden Ring for a second, where you open the doors and you literally walk out into like the the, the land. And you go, oh, what? Like, and it's just this incredible open oh, world. I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> so excited. Way to play more. <laughs> yeah, got the itch to play more. I, I died so many times. Uh, what was your starting class, Phil? Uh, I was whatever the deprived is in this game. So base, the uh, base stat prisoner, one. the prisoner where you just have a loincloth and a stick. Uh, might Star be. Wars. Yeah, that and, gives you the most control over your characters. You level up because yeah. you started at level one, whereas the other ones, they started like level five or six. Yeah, yeah. And they have like pre stats and pre equipment. Well, so it's a bit of a trade off. It's funny that you picked the loincloth guy because I picked the other loincloth guy. I went with the hero with the axe and the shield. So yeah. we I didn't notice we were both naked. <laughs> I mean, I of course, I'm cosplaying as one of the generic enemies because I'm just wearing any... I'm just wearing the best armor that I can find every time. So I'm just like, I'm a very simple man. I see a higher number and I, I click yes. Yeah, it, my, the numbers turn blue and it's like, yeah, okay. I, I'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I'm wearing a dress. With nothing else. Oh, I have a hat. I have like a Robin Hood hat. Just yeah, for he looks really dumb. My character's completely purple with pink hair. I look like something out of uh, what is that one show? With the uh, well, I'm not gonna do this on this show. Super okay, jail? I was not Super Jail. I look like someone from the Ginyu Force. That's not what okay. I was originally gonna say, but yeah, from Dragon Ball Z. My, uh, my There's this kids show with a bunch of crazy colored people in it. My character's now disgracing the samurai background because I'm no longer wearing samurai armor. Oh no. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we have a friend who doesn't play dark souls but he saw the samurai and he's like that one and but i'm just like you might want a shield buddy <laughs> before until you learn how to parry and stuff yeah i um it's great and uh, i could sit here and talk for ages and i'm gonna be doing a an episode later about elden ring about my first 20 hours involved in elden ring uh, that game is going to be expansive can't wait to get the steam deck to be able to play it on the move as well so yes you know all of that good stuff but we have to put you two on islands we're gonna put you on separate ones so there's no bickering um okay. yeah we don't want any fighting um and but before we put you on an island we had last week on the show we had uh one of the uh co one of the hosts of list off podcast um and what i would normally do is i'd put this out this question out to twitter but actually what i think it's better is to put our new guests under pressure straight away 
So, last week, List Off Podcast chose to leave behind the following two games. Superman 64 and The Legend of Zelda, the CDI game. I can't remember what that was called, but it was the CDI one, which was the disc version, and it was awful. You two have got to choose one of those games to be left behind. Now, you can either agree on it, confer on it, or you can pick one each. But it's either Superman 64 or the CDI Legend of Zelda. Philip, are we leaving it behind so that it never Uh. sees the light of day? Or are we leaving it behind so that people are tortured with it? Because that's going to affect my answer. (laughs) Okay, I think we need to take out the one that probably is going to hurt the overall population the least. Whereas, like, back in the day when I had a 64, I had Superman 64. And it's as terrible as everyone says it is. Yeah. Now... I never played the Philips CDI game, but I've watched playthroughs of it, and the memes are worth rescuing that game for. That Just, game is the one with, well, excuse me, princess. Yeah, that's, that, right? that's the one. Yep, yep. Oh. Yeah, so that one's worth rescuing from the desert island. Just for the memes. Yeah, let's rescue the meme one, because Superman 64, I've always been curious and wanted to play the game, but... It's as bad as, it is as, bad as people say. They don't make that up with that one. Yeah, it looks like like some games you're like oh, I'll play it maybe it's better than you think it looks and that it looks really bad. <laughs> no, they 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 just chucked everything at it as best they possibly could and nothing stuck. So okay, yeah, that one's pretty easy. Yeah, leave six, Superman behind. Okay, so we're gonna leave Superman sixty four behind. Okay, so now you'll understand whoever's on next will be taking your choices and have to decide to well. Uh, four of four choices because we've got two people on for this show so there we are so let's get... i wonder did you leave just to jump forward did you leave behind bad games philip i might need to change uh, my answer no changing no, now the show started <laughs> oh, okay yeah we're committed <laughs> well <laughs> we'll get there when we get there yeah yeah you see that's the that's the beauty of this show because you can either at that at that point you can either be the good guy or the bad guy if you want to leave something good behind just to upset people then you can uh you know and we'll go into more of it when we get to there but everyone will have to listen till towards the end because we don't we don't talk about that now we've got hmm, some other gotcha. categories to get through first uh so for the usual categories to run down we've got like childhood game um did i took the speed run category out i did didn't i you, yeah, uh, you said to not worry about yeah, it. Not to worry about it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, uh, so I need to redo my, my category list. But let's start with the childhood stuff first. So, um, I always like to try and get into a bit more detail about when it all started for you guys and when you first really got into gaming. And like, What are your sort of some of your first early memories of gaming? So I don't mind who goes first. I'll try and keep it as even as possible. But Phil, we'll start with yourself. When was like those early memories and everything you really remember about gaming? All right, my story is pretty simple. My sister had an NES growing up, and she's my you know older sister. And I, as soon as I realized that I could, I started playing Tetris with her, Bubble Bobble, Super Mario Bros, Duck Hunt, all those games. And I was just hooked from then. By the time I was like eight or maybe even seven, my parents got me a Nintendo 64, then GameCube. I was a Nintendo boy all the way up. Until I eventually got a PlayStation 2 and a 360 and grew up a little. But <laughs> that was pretty much it for me. Like, I was hooked on Super Mario Bros. A lot of people that have come on the show have uh, are hooked on that game from the start. There's something quite addictive about Super Mario Bros. back in the day. Um, yeah, so... What about you, Nave? How about yourself? When did it all start for you? 
well, I, I, I have a lot of memories of playing video games, but really I never was like committed. I was a late bloomer to going, oh, I kind of actually really want to do this. It really wasn't until the 360 gen when I met Philip when I really went balls to the walls whenever I was like, oh, I'm, this is it. This is the, exactly what I want. But I remember the very first game that I really got addicted to was uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 on the PlayStation 1. Or maybe it was the PlayStation 2, I don't remember. But um, Tony Hawk, even to this day, I, I have a PlayStation 2 in my game room hooked up that only has Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 in it. I still play the living hell out of it. I play the uh, the remakes, they're really good. Um, and that game really was, it not only introduced me to the fun, skill-based, Twitch-playing, arcade style of video games that it can bring to you, Like it also introduced me to tons of music that the only game that's more important for me that in that scenario, which you guys saw me playing my guitar when we first got on the call, um, is Rock Band and Guitar Hero. And it's foreshadowing, maybe. But yeah, Guitar Hero was really... Or, uh, Tony Hawk was really my enlightenment with video games. I have a, a fun fact about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, I want to say it is. The, it was the PlayStation 1 version. Um, and it had the soundtrack of like uh, Papa Roach on there and all those. Yeah. And you could actually put that in your CD player and play the soundtrack. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's a I, didn't, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fun fact. Uh, I take no disclaimer. If you put it in your CD player and it breaks, there, but you can download the songs from iTunes or wherever you get your music from. Um, do you say you met each other on the 360? Was that when you two, you both got, you know, met each other? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it was back in middle school whenever the 360 had just been dropped for a little bit. Yep. Uh, Nave had recently moved to town, so he was kind of like the new kid in school. And once, like, we always tell the story on the pod about how he ended up getting rock band from his dad or something like that. And, like, right as it released, and he's at school talking about, like, oh, I got this fantastic new rhythm game, gents. It's rock band. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't sound like that exactly. But he we was definitely like doing some town. flexing. We, like, lived in a small town, so literally there were only two copies at our GameStop, and I got one of them. And I was just like, oh, I guess I've got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then during school, we, like, went to him at lunchtime. I'm like, Nave. Or we didn't, I think we called him Austin because we didn't even know him at the time. We were just like, hey. We're coming to your school. We're coming to your house after school, and we're gonna play rock band. And he was like, "Too nice to say no." So, <laughs> next thing you know, we have like some another group of boys also overheard this, and they're like, "Hey, we're coming too." Next thing we have like six dudes at his house just playing rock band. I've literally never had someone over before since I moved to town, <laughs> and all of a sudden there's six like, people. No friends to uh, a lot of friends. I'm like, man, rock band is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a good good way of getting uh, getting uh, together with people and uh, and friends and things. That's really cool. So you've you've managed to keep that kind of friendship entwined and then started a podcast together and all that kind of thing. So that's that's really really cool. So let's start with yourself, Nave. Your first the childhood game. Um, whether you've just foreshadowed it or not uh, is, is an interesting. It uh, would be kind of a, a guess. But what if so you're on an island and you're going to take that game from your childhood? What what would it be? I think it would probably still be Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, honestly. I just have so many good memories, and I know everything about the game. I'm just... The, the, the ability, the arcade nature of the game, and how like kind of random it is, you can replay that game forever if you're into that kind of... Com I said combat loop, but gameplay loop. It's kind of combat, too, if you think about the manuals and grinds and stuff. It's terrible, but 
yeah, that with the awesome soundtrack, I I could play that for months straight. I would definitely take Tony Hawk too. Were you uh, a fan of like the skate games? Were they your thing, or was it always just Tony Hawk? I was very disappointed in skate, especially because it it pulled Tony Hawk in that direction, which killed Tony Hawk. Yeah. Activision really did that, but yeah. Um, nowadays, now that I've revisited skate and started giving it a chance, I absolutely love skate. But it doesn't take the it doesn't take the place in my heart that Tony Hawk does. No, no, I I understand that Tony Hawk when when they released it was something insane. Like it came out of like the the first one was quite a small sort of you know, but then two and three just absolutely blew up and it was the the era of when skateboarding was huge even here in the uk skateboarding was absolutely massive at that time you know people like tony hawk bam Margera, all these guys doing all these kind of things um and you're seeing them on mtv and it was just blowing up and it was the easiest way for it was a sport that people could try you know it wasn't that expensive to buy a board and have a go at skateboarding i mean i tried i could ollie or i used to and that was it that was, and then I'd fall over loads of times. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's more than like most people. <laughs> I couldn't do it now, uh, and I wouldn't even try. So don't even. Uh, there's no way anybody's going to try and get me to Ollie. Um, so, Phil, what about yourself? Childhood game on an island. All right. So this one is probably a popular pick for a lot of people, especially Nintendo boys. But I, I have to bring out Ocarina of Time. This game. It meant a lot to me at the time because it was probably my first step of realizing that games can tell more of an overarching narrative than just like step on Goombas, save the princess. With this, you're just dropped into a huge fantasy kingdom full of rock people and evil men, dark men coming from the desert and just the soundtrack all together. And they even have time to sprinkle in all these secret grottos and heart pieces and little side quests you can do. This game... Seemed like there were no invisible walls to me at the time. Revisiting it, this game is actually fairly limited compared to our modern open world gaming. But at the time, I'm like, this seemed like an open world game almost. With yeah. the hub world yeah. of Hyrule Field in the center. Um, so, with, do you two ever clash in what kind of what game you want to play on your podcast? Or Because you sound like you've got two, two very different styles of... I know we've only gone into one question. Uh, or have you got similar tastes in gaming or is it kind of different sort of, uh, you know, and, and that, that kind of marries up everything quite nicely? We're both pretty laid back, but we are like complete opposites as far as like personality goes. And I think that it's something that we like to embrace. Yeah. And we both respect each other enough to know that, you know, I don't want to play, uh, what was the game? Well, it, we were, oh, it broke. Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. That was it. Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I was like, I really don't want to play that. And Philip's like, please, I just want to play the Dungeons. And it's the uh, Xbox game. Dark that Alliance. Re- released. Dark, Dark Alliance. Yeah. yeah. yeah and uh, yeah, we played it for about four hours and we kept disconnecting from each other. And I was like, this game's done forever in my head. I'm already aggravated. <laughs> and he's like, please, I just want to do it. And I'm like, no, we're playing Borderlands now. <laughs> so but we, he knows that eventually it could come back around. It's not a big deal. Oh, that's cool. That's good. It's, it's really nice because I'm, uh, you know, even from the first game, that, that's two very different childhood games to take. Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two, Knockering a Time. And I'm, I'm, expe- I'm hoping, and it's, it's good that we get very, very different uh, answers. Um, just uh, another question about your podcast: How many games have you played then together? Uh, Got to be at least forty together. something. 
or just like, for the podcast just for, because oh, if it's oh. together oh okay if it because if it's if it's together of all time it's been quite a lot but just for the podcast i think we're on episode 45 or something but we've played a couple that just died on the grapevine yeah or like yeah, not everything made it live yeah <laughs> cool all right so um as i said uh we removed the speed running category uh now I'm going to put you both on the spot here. This is your first on-the-spot round. Improv coming in. So I haven't got a great way to, to word this category, but you have to go with me um, because I got to interview uh, a lovely lady called Ruby Bayer. Uh, she's one of the community managers for ArenaNet uh, who do the MMO Guild Wars 2. Um, and I said, what is your guilty pleasure game? And essentially she said, there is no game that's guilty pleasure. But I think the best way to describe it is uh, these are games that you... When you play, when you finish, you're a bit like, I feel a little bit dirty now. I've got to go have a shower. Uh, you know, they're, they're kind of typical mobile games or something like that. But we all play them. You could stand there and say, I don't do it. I don't do it. But secretly, we all do. So you're going to take one of those guilty pleasures or whatever we're going to call it on the island. Starting with you, Nave. Go. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm gonna have to disagree with her because there are guilty pleasure games, and you know how I know is because they sell uh, hentai porn games on Steam, and I buy them, and they're on my profile, and I hear about it occasionally. People will make fun of me, and I'm just like, sorry, dude. I mean, I'm wearing like this cowboy bebop shirt. I know that's not the same, but I mean, I'm I, I I'm sorry. I buy them, and they're there. So I would just say blanket statement all of those games all of those ones okay yeah this is these this is i need to find a way of of wording that category so but this is this is the <laughs> one that i don't put in the category because everyone's like what's he gonna say and this is what i say so what about you um you phil which one's yours okay so you brought up the mobile game thing yeah and i do play dragon ball legends which is a very generic dragon ball fighting game gotcha game and I would talk about that, but I'm actually not really swing that one. Like, I'll openly try to convince people to play that one with me. Like, at any time I have a moment. No one wants to play it, by the way. But as, if we were just talking about games that's almost embarrassing to play, just any JRPG for me, it seems. Because really? I... Yeah, I take so long to play them. Like, I'm on hour 130 of Dragon Quest Eleven, and... My wife, Jana, will walk by and she's like, you still haven't finished this game? Just go finish it. And I'm like, I I'm almost there. And then literally like I'll play Dragon Quest 11 for, I don't know, 20 minutes. This was like last night. And I'm like, all right, I think that's enough Dragon Quest for tonight. I've been playing this game for the last three months. Turn it off. Boot up Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> I start playing Final Fantasy 13. And she's like, oh, God, you're playing this game again? And I'm like, yeah, I'm taking a break from Dragon Quest to play Final Fantasy 13. And I look at my log and it's like. 35 hours into Final Fantasy 13. I'm like, ooh, I got a way to go, guys. This one's going to be a while. <laughs> that's brilliant. So, oh, that's so it's not guilty that you're embarrassed of it. It's it's your family that's bullying you that makes <laughs> yeah, you guilty. No, no, one. no. That's the other problem. Is then, like, I also never seem to finish them because then on the side, I'm like, what if I play a little bit more Octopath Traveler and I open up Octopath <laughs> Traveler and I'm like, not much is going on narrative in this game. Let's check back in on Dragon Quest. And I like I just hop around these games and I never seem to finish them. The nightmare. Yeah, I know you're playing with the JRPG, so I've logged forty plus hours in Octopath. That now game has has been yeeted from my Switch, uh, quite bluntly, because <laughs> uh, once you get to a certain point, you do the same thing over and over. Um, uh, I think I'm already there. Yeah. 
Oh God! Well, stop, Philip. Stop then. No, uh, I, I just I gotta finish it. I'm almost there. Like maybe the game gets better. Maybe it gets good. God damn it! No, I hate no, you so much. no. Um, and I, I've I've sat to myself that I want to do Bravely Default two, and I'm enjoying that. I'm about 35 hours in, and then Triangle Strategy today, Elden Ring. It's just it's too many games, too little time, and all that. But that's that's really good. Uh, so I think yours is more not finishing JRPGs. Oh, here's one for you. This one really got me. Really good. <laughs> uh, I guess one of your dragon or not dragon? Xenoblade Chronicles two. Uh, yeah. Okay, I got about I think forty seven hours through that game before I yeeted it from my Switch, and God, that one did like psychic damage to me. I couldn't I, like that game was rough. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of people uh, in because I play a lot of JRPG. I play a lot of RPGs, JRPGs. That's kind of like plus uh, sim racing, sim racing, and the two yeah. very different contrasting categories in gaming. Um, but a lot of like my the circles that I talk to about J, they're like play Xenoblade Chronicles too. And I'm like I don't want to. I've done it for about forty hours and I'm done. Don't want to yeah, do it. Yeah, you don't need it. No, you know you know after forty hours of a game whether you're gonna play it or not. You know. Just no. Oh, but it gets better. No. <laughs> that was the famous. What was it was Final Fantasy thirteen, where it's like you just got to get thirteen hours in and it gets good, and you're just like, that doesn't. That's not good. Don't. Why would I play it? <laughs> why would I put thirteen hours in? It's like World of Warcraft. My friend William, our friend William, dragged yeah. me for like twenty five hours to get to max level because he just wanted a PvP partner that was a wizard. So I was like, all right, I'll. I, he bought the game for me, made me account, did everything, so I had to do nothing but log in and start playing with him. And all he did was just take me from quest to quest, rapid fire style, <laughs> and did them for me as I'm just like playing RuneScape in the background on a different on a tab. It's like, and then like 20 hours in, we play like three matches of PvP, and I'm just like, uh, I don't like it that much. Sorry. <laughs> I think what this, this category has done is just opened up old wounds. So let's move on yeah, before right. we start killing each other. Um, so, uh, but yeah, you know, that's a really good, I like that. So you've got your, your hentai games and we've all seen mm -hmm. them. We've seen that the Switch is filled with loads of them as well. Uh, you can't, you can't scroll the, sc the store without seeing something. So, and Steam as well, it's the same, you know, but they're your guilty pleasure games. And I suppose yours is more of a, um, yeah, because you can't finish them. So you're like, got to move on to the next one. Um, yeah, I'm super glad I'm on the air admitting that. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry. This won't go out for a week or two. So uh, you know, if you, <laughs> you pay me, pay me nicely, I'll let it out. Uh, <laughs> no, doesn't work like that. Anyway, so on to the one you could repeat. So I think for most people, and you know, there's certain games that resonate well enough that allows us to sit down and just play it, play it, and play it again. You know, some of the Dark Souls games. Dark Souls 3 is one of my favorite Souls games, and I could play that over and over, no matter how I've done this, done that, done this, rolled credits, whatever. Divinity Original Sin 2 is another one where I could just do it again. They are games that I could happily repeat. I don't have to stream them, talk about them, just play them. Um, and I do this category hoping that other people are, you know, the same, that you can repeat. So... Uh, we'll start with Phil. Phil, is there, you know, on an island, what game would you take that you're happy to repeat? Okay, this goes right along with Ocarina of Time, where I feel this game is the, like, the indirect spirit successor to this, and that's Dark Souls 1, where you just drop into a fantasy world, and you're the chosen undead, and you seek that flame, baby. 
And I could do that so many times, and I have. Once I, like, this game was a, uh, a real milestone for me personally, because whenever it first came out, I got it like launch week, played it as much as I could on PC, and I was terrible. I did not get good. I even downloaded like a cheat engine just to, like max my level out so I could be invincible and beat the game. And I did it. And I beat the game and I was like, I feel nothing now. Like it wasn't worth it. It wasn't until maybe, I don't know, three or four years later when I revisited because it was on Games for Gold and I just sat down on my Xbox and I played through Dark Souls 1, listening to podcasts, just chilling out, taking my time, enjoying the scenery, basically treating it as almost like a vacation in a game, even though it's Dark Souls famous for not being friendly. But this game became like a step away or a friend to me. And I completed it. And it changed, I want to say it changed me as a gamer. Like from there, I'm like, there is no unbeatable game. Games aren't hard just to, you know, drag out their game time. Some of the old ones are. But this one was there for a reason. The difficulty was not unwarranted. And so I could that all the different builds all the different classes just appreciate the setting it's uh it's a really good game. I, I love it got it on switch got it on pc absolutely adore that game um demon souls is the one that i that i started with with the soul series mm-hmm. the original uh and that changed my perspective on what an rpg could be and what oh yeah difficult combat and all that kind of stuff uh dark souls was it's just uh, the soul series is incredible um, and then obviously we spoke at the beginning about Elden Ring and it just seems to have just hit this new height with the way they've gone with Elden Ring. And I think Elden Ring will clear a lot of people's top souls lists in time. So once people get it completed. Yeah, we'll see if the hype is warranted. I'm not sure yet, but I hope it is. Yeah. So, Nave, what about yourself? The one game you could repeat that you're on an island, you got to sit there and you got to repeat your game. Which one are you going to do? Now, the funny thing is, is I translated your list over to a WordPad so that I wouldn't have to keep jumping back and forth. And so I wrote down a game I want to play again. <laughs> and so I, I just once. And so I was like, I was sitting there thinking, hmm, do I just like ad lib this and just pick a game I could play over and over again? No, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, Witcher 3. I don't know if yeah. I could play that multiple yeah. times through, but... I definitely want to revisit that game. <laughs> so, but uh, that game is so long and so diverse. And I'm definitely going to play it a different style the next time because I did not experiment with the potion making, the alchemy, any of that kind of stuff. I kind of went straightforward. Uh, what is it? Sword and board. That's yeah. what they say in Dark Souls. That's exactly how I was playing uh, Geralt. Just uh, making him as tanky as possible just so that I could absorb all the hits because I'm not very good at dodging. Um, but ever since then, I've played all the Dark Souls games. I've I've improved as a player, and um, I'm definitely wanting to try and get into the lore and into the monsters, try to figure out how to actually play this game. And on a desert island, there's plenty to learn for that game, so that'll give me a lot of time. Good yeah. choice. Yeah, it's a very good choice. Uh, it's The categories, are they're more for me to know, okay, I'm saying we're, we're going to talk about this. It, however you interpret the categories, it's entirely up to you. You know, and the mm. The Witcher Three is an incredible, like it's such an incredible. I, I, it's one of those RPGs that are I'm just chipping away at. I'll get like a, a spurt where I'm like, oh, I've got now to sit down and do 20 hours of The Witcher Three, um, you know, yeah. and then put it back down, um, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's it's so good though. It's it's unbelievable, and it's really a shame that we, we everyone held CD Projekt Red up here. 
and then all of a sudden Cyberpunk came out <laughs> and they crashed yeah. and burned, uh, which was, you know, someone tried to justify the Cyberpunk stuff with The Witcher 3 wasn't that, you know, wasn't in great shape when it came out. Yeah, it was in better shape than Cyberpunk because it was a working game. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, The Witcher 3 is is great. Have you So have you completed The Witcher 3? Uh, yeah, I, I played the, I think I put like 70 hours into it. I was really, I, I said I just kind of ran through it, but I kind of did everything I could and I did all the DLCs and everything. Yeah. It's a it really, really emotional game for me, actually. It's a, it's a good shout. Um, if anybody's listening and they've never played Witcher 3, go and play it. That that's a, a, a recommend. That game is seven years old this year, and still worth your time, money, and effort. And if you can pick up like the collector's edition, or sorry, the complete edition, go do it. It's incredible. Yeah, um, I one of those. That's a kind of game that I. Whenever I'm explaining it to people who haven't played it, I always tell them to just kind of push through. I know I just kind of made fun of Final Fantasy for this. <laughs> you just get 13 hours in. Well, you just it's got a reverse difficulty curve. It's specifically Western RPGs because you are a infant when you 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 cannot fight anything but as soon as you get a couple of skills and like you just get into the groove of the combat you you will be able to basically essentially fight anything just just like five or six hours in as long as you're like paying attention to how the combat system works it's not very great i'll yeah. admit but um uh you just have to get some skills that make you a little tougher so that you don't just die in a couple of hits you got to get used to using food and using potions and stuff it's it's not that it's not that hard yeah no the combat is quite uh quite a repetitive combat loop there's not it's a good combat loop i mean it's not anything complicated by it but once you get down the 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 because i used to kept rolling out of everything but as soon as you start realizing actually dodging is better that you know and then adding the potions the alchemy stuff you know once you get in past that kind of like that, that wall it's well worth it so and Dark Souls, they're both similar games because Dark Souls is the same. You get through that kind of, you kind of mm. level up as a person playing Dark Souls, don't you? All of a sudden you go, hang on a minute, I yeah. can beat this. Yeah, or you just bang your head against the wall until you do. That's how I did it with Margit. I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna do this. I'm not going to stop <laughs> until I finish this. And then it was like midnight and I was like, oh no, I didn't do it. <laughs> I work tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't, yeah, I did that, yeah, yeah. There's something addictive about that game. Um, so systems, will you get to take one system with you on this island, um, and it's kind of like your uh, your favorite system or a system that you you love, cherish, whatever that means the most to you. Um, you know, take a system with you, uh, Nave. What system would you take onto an island? Now, one thing I have a question: Do we have like a Wi-Fi connection that can like at least ping the servers <laughs> like so because the way the series x and the playstation 5 work if they're offline for long enough they just stop working <laughs> until you sign into the, the internet if you uh, use digital games I'll, I'll let you have wi-fi for a period of time <laughs> okay yeah then i'll take the series x i'm sorry but i have like eight like like uh, 1100 games on my series s or Series X, I mean, and the console is just so fast and buttery smooth. I've been pampered by the by the current technology. I love it so much. The SSD is amazing. Um, it just has everything I want on it, and yeah, I don't, Series X. I, I, for sure. I don't blame you. It's a great system. Game Pass is there as well. It's uh, it's insane. The amount of content you get from that that one system is incredible. 
So, yeah, Phil, which one are you taking? I got a lot of respect for the retro consoles, but I would also have to say the Series X. I honestly <laughs> believe that we are in the the best time to be a gamer at this point, as far as like gamers go. Now, is this the time of the best games? No. I think all the major companies are really doing some big fishy flops right now. They are they're pooping the bed hard. But this is our chance for things to actually kind of grow and get better. Like even, like I'm not sure how clear it is, but just looking at how almost like disappointed people were with Sword and Shield, just from there, they came out with Arceus, yeah. as far as like Nintendo Pokemon, the Pokemon company, as far as their Game Freak developers go. They had Arceus, which was much better. Finally, a company that has not adapted a new playstyle for their game since Pokemon Silver. There hasn't been like any new major developments in the Pokemon game style. And then all of a sudden they come out with Arceus and everyone's going wild for it. They're like, finally, this is what we've been waiting for for 20 years, Nintendo. Maybe they can change and actually do something good. Just in the last 10 years of gaming, we have seen so many giants just take hits, like EA's in the dumpster. Activision, also trash. Microsoft is dropping Halo with no co-op campaign and no Forge. And even the new Call of Duty is getting like a bum rap. And I'm like, wow, everybody hates these big game developers. Maybe this is our chance for things to get better. And I do think game quality will start to rise in the next coming years, hopefully. Especially with like Game Pass has made game availability so much better. No longer do we have to go to GameStop, pre-order a game, get a copy, and then find out, oh, maybe I shouldn't have gotten Brink from Bethesda back in 2010 or whenever that game came out. Like, maybe I'd be better off... Just trying on Game Pass for a little bit. Like, it sucks. Like, everyone always com- like used to complain about digital ownership and how, like, questionable it is as opposed to, like, actually owning the property. Whereas now, ownership isn't even a thing. So the subscription-based services, that's almost out the window. So my Series X on my desert island has backward compatibility all the way back to 360 gen. And even features some Xbox original games. Not a crazy catalog, but the Xbox original games are there. And most of my games from my childhood were Xbox original to 360. Like, that was just my road. Yeah. No, and I, Philip just got the Series X like a few oh, days ago. So he's like, like living ago. in the limelight. He's in the honeymoon period right now. It's crazy. You know, Dragon Quest, the loading times no longer take three minutes just to get through. Just like yeah. changing zones. <laughs> Whereas before, I was like, well, I'm going to play some Dragon Quest. And i able to do, like, you know, a couple fights. And then I'm like, well, I have to teleport. This is probably a good stopping point. Save and quit, you know? Yeah, I, I don't have to. My home console is the Switch. That is what I got. Um, and I got my PC. So a lot of my gaming is done on PC. So yeah. uh, so I've got Game Pass on PC. Uh, in time, I may eventually get a games console so there's a couple of reasons a it's just they just they're expensive but secondly there's not been anything that's drawn me or gravitated me to getting a games console so the only thing the only the only games console i'd probably get is a playstation 5 because of gran turismo 7 i'm a big sim racing fan and that's the one game that i would love to come on pc but i know full well it'll never touch pc shorts so it's the only game that I would consider. But then when you get a PlayStation, you then got to go out and get your PlayStation now and you know all of that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, actually, no, I've got good sim racing games. I don't need Gran Turismo, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm in this really weird boat where I've had loads of people come on the show and 
everyone's hyped up the Series X. And I know full well, actually, that system is incredible. Even like the older generation Xboxes, you've got a decent internet connection, Xbox cloud streaming services, and you can play the new generation games on your Xbox. Mm -hmm. Mad. Crazy. Mm. Mad. The, the one of the things I love is the Xbox Play Anywhere. I don't know if 1H1D brought it up because they always bring it up in their show. But um, I'll have I have friends coming over all of the time. Like all of these guitars, they're most of them are theirs. And like I pl we play Rock Band and stuff. But sometimes they'll get on my PlayStation Four and they'll play like uh uh it, anything. Oh God, I was gonna say Ghostwire Tokyo, but that's not out yet. Yeah, sure, The Last of Us. And um, they'll come over and they'll play something like that. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to get on my PC and play... Uh, well, Nikuz is not right. I'll play something. I don't know what I'm going to say. But it, you can play... You can just cloud storage your save yeah. over to your PC file and then just start playing on your PC, and it's totally freaking fine. Now, my PC is a crashing problem. but <laughs> So I don't normally do that. I used to just play the Switch, but I don't have that anymore. But the Switch is an awesome console, too. If you were going to knock us internet, I would have gone with the PlayStation 2. But the Series X, I'm just so pampered by it. I can't believe how fun. I can't believe how much more fun I'm having, just not sitting and loading screens. Yeah, I mean that's one of the things I did with my PC. I made sure it's got a, a, a Gen 4 SSD in it, which means the games that I want to load fast, I install on there. So Elden mm. Ring, I'm in and out of zones really quickly, and the game loads really quickly anyway. Other bits and pieces yeah. like Destiny 2, that they're all on there because I want those games to be loading quickly. Other games that I'm not too worried about, like Red Dead Redemption 2, is installed on a mechanical hard drive. It's fine once it's loaded, it takes a while to load, but I don't I'm not gonna spend loads of time playing Red Dead. But yeah, everyone has said the Series X, and like I said, I've got PC Game Pass. I know what it's like. The fact that you guys you're pro, you know, a hundred plus games for what they do. You see, Dragon Quest Eleven on there. God, there's loads, so much content to to just go into. So yeah, take it on an island, enjoy it because I I would. <laughs> I think it would be the one oh, system. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested into their cloud stick or their 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 TV stick that they're apparently rumored bringing out because I think that would be a hell of a thing to really go that next step for xbox to get xbox into homes if that makes sense oh that sounds it's insanity like all yeah, how technology is progressing yeah it's it's crazy um so we're not going to come to your unpopular gaming opinion just yet we're going to leave that we're going to we're going to do all the bits that upset the internet at the end so you, everyone could be all happy with you <laughs> and then it all goes wrong right at the end so let's go over your favorite gaming generation so there's been multiple generations i, mean, I think we're in gen nine i want to say i think i don't think generation eight ever actually finished okay. um so phil have you got a favorite gaming generation and what would it be and what is it about that generation that really stands out all right, so this is definitely, of course, this whole show is personal opinion. Yeah, yeah, of course. And like I said before, I think this is the best generation, mostly because of my kind of like personal journey through gaming, where like growing up, of course, I went through all the systems. I completely skipped the NES, and I didn't, I never had a Sega. So I just went like NES, Nintendo 64, GameCube, PlayStation 2, original Xbox 360, and then been like 360 all the way up, or Xbox all the way up. And... In high school, we had 360s, and that was just what I played through until yeah. finally I turned like 19. Uh, at that point, it was all League of Legends on the PC. Like, that was just all I played. And I almost count this as like the dark ages 
of my gaming journey. <laughs> Me too. Because, yeah, that's all I played. And like, then I started working like an adult job. I became like a prison guard. And then I went to college. Then I dropped out. Then I played League of Legends. And that's all I did. And it was depressing. Like, I, I didn't even talk to Nave during this time. I was just grinding out solo League of Legends matches. Talk about depressing. Yeah, so, I washed out of League at that point. So, yeah. then, so Philip just vanished from my life for a while. <laughs> then it's like maybe three or four years later, like, I joined the military or whatever. I go through all that. I come home. And then my wife buys me, or she breaks out the old 2013 original Xbox. Or not, like, original Xbox One. And I'm like, Cool. I'll play like some single player games. I'll play Shadow of Mordor and Batman, these single player experience games. But these games aren't as good as I remember them. I don't know what's going on. But then as time went on, I eventually started to reconnect with like my other friends and my online friends and Nave. And all of a sudden, gaming has just like it just has returned to color for me. Like even like pre-game pass. Just playing games that aren't League of Legends on the Xbox. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm having a good time again. I'm having fun. Whereas before, I don't know if I was just, you know, like, what's the doomer depressed when he's 25 type, type thing? <laughs> like, I'm 28 now, and all of a sudden, I'm having fun again. Like, I don't know what changed. But this generation has just been hitting so hard for me. Uh, yeah, I know that feeling. So my, there's a period where I only played Guild Wars 2. Uh, <laughs> 2013 to 2018, five years. That's it. I lost a game, like a generation of gaming because all yeah. I played was Guild Wars 2. Similar thing to League of Legends. My wife made me a birthday cake with the Guild Wars 2 logo. That was like, I was that into it. I was in a guild, running guild missions. Like, and I know what that's like, where you kind of just get so engrossed in one game. That one game killed a PC. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got casualties through playing Guild Wars. Um, and I haven't really touched it since. And I suppose with League of Legends, Phil, you haven't really touched it at all. I'll, I'll log in every once in a while because my wife still like she really loves TFT, and so I'll log in, I'll play TFT with her, and every once in a while I'll be like, "Hey, you want to do an ARAM or Earth? Basically, the Mario Party version of League of Legends is on. Let's go play that." And we we play for fun at this point, but there are moments where I'm like, "You like, you kind of feel the old skill coming back," and I'm like, "Maybe you want a one v one, one v one, maybe middle lane," and he's like. I don't want to do that. Let's <laughs> yeah. just play something else. And I'm like, Seriously, come on, man, it'll like, be fun. We sound like recovering addicts. We're talking about League, because <laughs> League is where I lost a, a whole that whole Xbox One generation I was playing, or like late 360, early Xbox One, only League of Legends, trying to get to gold. I can't do anything else until I get to gold. And that's the thing, man. When me and Philip start feeling that 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 itch, you know, and I start be reverting back to my old ways of just like, <laughs> what are you doing? Can you watch the when you watch the map? Like, how are you? Yeah. Do not see that guy coming. You know what I mean? Like, I will get really upset. <laughs> I get really upset at League, and I hate that part of myself. And I have to like leave it in the past. It's like once I start feeling that, it's like all right, three month break. That's it. I I gotta be gone. I can't. I can't be back on the sauce. Like, yeah, it's I, crazy. I, I tell a lie. Guild Wars 2, it was also FIFA Ultimate Team. I'm not going to go into those stories. Maybe another day on a different podcast. <laughs> okay. but I, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, a, that's, that's dark days of gaming. That is. Uh, Nave, what about your generation? Which one are you taking? Oh, yeah, that's what yeah, we were talking yeah, about. Huh? Yeah, so we've, we've, <laughs> Phil, we, we've, we've, we've aired some issues there, so that's fine. We've worked them out. That's free therapy as well. Excellent. Yeah. So, um, 
which is your favourite generation and, you know, what are some of your highlights from that generation? Okay, so me and Philip agreed again. So I'm thinking about kick flipping back to the 360, but that seems like a cop out. But staying with the Series X also seems like a cop out because it's got all the 360 with it. But I'm gonna just gonna go with Series X. Um, uh, I'm I'm purchasing so many games, and Philip went on a thing about how games are getting worse. I think in the in the AAA space, he might have mentioned specifically the AAA space, but uh, in the AAA space. There's a lot of stagnation going on, but there's so much innovation going on in the indie space. And me and yeah, Philip are like sure. really connecting with so many different indie games, especially with like uh, we just recently did talk to these people who were playing who were making a game about the Apollo space missions, just going to the moon. And apparently bad things happened during all of those missions. And they had to like use duct tape and stuff to fix. It. And I'm like, these guys are in a spacecraft in in, in space they're out there and they're duct taping things that's what's going on and you know and we got to talk to him about that and he was super passionate and hearing how passionate he was about just that one thing there are so many yeah. like there because the people who are developing indie games now are in our generation at this point they're they people that grew up with final fantasy tactics or like ikaruga or like you know any any like cool jrpg dragon quest there's so many awesome fucking games coming out sorry i don't know if we can cuss I've probably cussed like eight times at this point. You haven't. That's but, the um, first time any of you cussed, so you're fine. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's there's so many awesome uh, things coming out of the indie space, and it's such a refreshing place to just flip through Steam or flip through the uh, Xbox Store, and there's like a there's a million horrible things. Like there's so much shovelware. It's like we it's the Wii generation, but on every platform now. It kind yeah. of that kind of sucks. But every now and then you find some really awesome gems and. It, and that's all because gaming development is so accessible to everyone now. It's so easy to just pick up game develop studio. Philip tinkered around with that. I played with Unreal for, or uh, what is it? Not Unreal. I played with Unity. one of those free ones. Unity. Unity, yeah. I played around with that for a little while. I mean, I never did anything. Philip got way further than I did. But I mean, it's so interesting that anyone can download this stuff and like experiment. Like it's a dream come true. If I was a kid, I didn't have a job. I would be going crazy right now. Like, essentially, me and Philip spent so much time on Halo Three and Forge, making hundreds of maps. Probably like, uh, probably like, eight hundred hours of our lives just vanished because of Forge mode in Halo Three. Simply because we wanted a more fun place to play Pink Death, where the Needler instantly kills you. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. But I'm just imagining these kids being able to get these tools and just make their ideal version of fortnite or whatever they do and they just stumble upon the best because all of these amazing games that we talked about like league of legends came from a mod from people who are like that that just wanted yeah uh their ideal experience and i'm super excited about that yeah i think um you're right this generation there hasn't been many heavy hitters let's be honest i mean elden ring is probably going to be one of the best that this generation is going to see um, and I use that term quite loosely. It's it's it was always going to be a good game from software, know how to, but it's from a studio that you know you can back. Uh, yeah, it's just Dark Souls Four. Yeah, you know, it's just another one. It's just, but that's it. It's just another one. Phil, you know, you said it rightly that you know EA are in the dumpster. Um, Activision Blizzard, awful, and some of these companies, and that's just two of them. CD Projekt Red, we mentioned earlier. There's three. Ubisoft. Ubisoft. You know, it's this... Uh, you you look at the AAA gaming space right now and they release a game 
And it's like, you've got to wait a year and a half for that game to actually be playable, be ready. And it's like, we, we don't want that. 12, 20 years ago, Final Fantasy VII dropped and it was a full game and it worked. You know, what, what happened, you know, obviously demands and we all know what happened. I haven't got to go into that. But yeah, money. Money. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating, but then Nave, you came onto it and it's the, the indie developed space where you find an indie developed gem, you know, and it's an incredible, you know, experience when you get something like that. Something like uh, Cross, Cross Code. Yeah, Crosscode is an incredible indie developed game. So good. And those kind of games, they're not few and far between. You just got to look a little bit harder through the Grand Theft Auto 5s and the Call of Duties and all these other games. The trouble is, when you look at the UK charts, especially, I don't know what it's like for you guys in the States, but Grand Theft Auto 5, FIFA, and Call of Duty are the top three all the time. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah that's it. Like, Sometimes two Call of Duties on there. And then you'll get the odds Mario in there somewhere. You know, Mario Kart or something like that, which is fine. But these indie games just aren't getting that level of recognition they deserve. I think that's For the, sure. you know, the, one of the big things. Which kind of leads us into the next one. Underrated gems. So... I've got two more. Uh, there's another improv category coming up. Actually, no, it's not that improv because I think I actually said to you what it was. But let's do your underrated gems first. So this is always a good category uh, because I think going into what we just said, it's quite nice to highlight a game that either from your past or the present that you've been playing or you've played or that you know of that really deserves a bit of uh, limelight. So starting with Nave, what underrated gem have you got for us and why is it your underrated gem? Um, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to shout out two games real quick, but, um, two for completely different, uh, kinds of people. Now I brought up specifically Final Fantasy Tactics in my little rant I went on, uh, specifically because there's a game that I've been going back to occasionally that I heard from on a, a show called Sacred Symbols called Wintermore Tactics Club. That is basically an amazing spiritual spiritual successor to final fantasy tactics and it's really cute and adorable you're basically going to like hogwarts of you're like uh, like hogwarts of snowball fighting and it's like the very first level of final fantasy tactics and it's but it's so it's so fun and refreshing and polished like there's so many awesome characters the art style is pretty great and if you if if simply saying spiritual successor to fallout tactics or i mean that's also a game, but uh, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics uh, perked your ears up. Take a look at this game. Um, the way that I went through this category was I used a website called True Achievements that I use a whole lot. Just it's just a achievement Xbox community like achievement hunting website. Yeah. I sorted it by players had, uh, so like by players owned, and this game on True Achievements only has let me look real quick let me find it it only has 77 people on the whole website that like the one that i had the most grand theft auto 5 457,000 gamers this game only has 47 absolutely uncalled for everyone go out and support these guys this is a really awesome game now the other game uh bullets per minute this game is a first-person shooter rhythm game where all of your bullets, all of your reloads, all of your actions take place to the beat of the music. And if you don't, if you lose multiplier and you lose damage if you 
get offbeat. So you're constantly, it's like a Doom 1 or uh, Quake, where you're strafing and just sprinting nonstop, just shooting at all of these enemies, and there are bosses. It's kind of like the Binding of Isaac in first person, with yeah. music bumping yeah. in the background. It's so addictive, it's so fun. That whole one more, one more run, one more run uh, mentality of the roguelikes, it's, it goes right into this game. And if you are someone who is obsessed with music like I am, bullets per minute is something you should absolutely not be sleeping on and just to go back on to true achievements uh bullets per minute has oh whoops i just freaking refresh the page but bullets per minute has i love doing things live always goes the way you want it <laughs> yeah this guy 200, 232 people have played bullets per minute on the xbox that have signed up to true achievements unacceptable <laughs> unacceptable go. So uh, Bullets Per Minute and uh, Wintermore Tactics Club. I just looked at Wintermore Tactics Club because it perked my ears up, though I'll have to probably wait until Triangle Strategy is done. Uh, so about 2026, I think it will be. Um, <laughs> it is also available for Nintendo Switch. So if you want to get on Nintendo Switch, you can. So there you go. Uh, that sounds like a really nice nice time. So Phil, what about yourself? Underrated. Okay, so this one is once again a personal pick for me this whole i don't know why i keep saying that it's very uh clear it's personal so my only jrpg experience up to the 360 gen was pokemon and i did not realize how good these games could actually be until nave let me borrow his copy of lost odyssey because it was a multi-disc game so he's like i'm on disc two i just bought this game here borrow disc one and i was like thank god and I, I, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I start playing it, and I'm like, I'm ready for this too, Nave. Like, this game, it was so good. Like, it was made by Mistwalker, the uh, the Blue Dragon guys, who makes mobile games now. Uh, but this game never comes up in JRPG chats. Like, everyone's like, come in, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy X, that's all we talk about. And I'm like, I've never played Final Fantasy, buddy. Like, I, I have, I've recently started playing Final Fantasy. My first one was 15, and I loved it. And that has gotten me to go back, play seven. I'm working on 13 now, which everyone's like, 13's the worst one. And I'm like, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm having a good time. But Lost Odyssey, a game about old people meeting up with their grandkids. It's a great time. I recommend it. Uh, yeah. It's not like anything else I had tried at the time. It might have just hit me at that 13-year-old boy looking for meaning in the world type it's like time zone. But that game meant a lot to me. And I recommend it. It's cross- Speaking it's, of... Um, you can play it now on Xbox One. It's uh, backwards you? compatible. Yeah. Yeah. You can put the disc in or you can buy it digitally now. It's really cool. So Speaking of that whole like searching for meaning thing, as a little kid, I remember how much I sobbed when I was uh, just simply re- – there's this thing called the Thousand Years of Dreams. I won't spoil anything. But there, these things are – all of these – like all of these characters or half of the, half of the characters are immortal essentially. So they've seen like – thousands of people like come and go throughout their lives and the dreams are kind of like they're reliving their memories and there's one with a little girl and it's like one of the first ones you find and i read it thinking oh this is kind of cool lore whatever i'll kind of figure out what's going on no (laughs) pain anguish sadness like maybe i wouldn't be that way if i was an adult reading it but it is really it is really emotional stuff and the whole game is like that if you're into that stuff, that yeah, sort of thing. it's one of the RPG RPGs that I want remade or put onto different systems because you can only play it if you got an Xbox, and it's really yeah. sad. 
Um, that game is fantastic on every level. Yeah. I have hope because they did just port Tales of Vesperia over to the PlayStation and everything, so I'm like crossing my fingers. There's a bunch of uh, games that are stranded on the Xbox ecosystem. Blue Dragon is just... another one. Mm -hmm. I think there's one called... Uh... Uh, well, I've got them all. Like, what is that? Eternal Sonata, Last Remnant, In Infinite Undiscovery. I don't know if any of those have made it to Last, any other platforms. Uh, Last Remnant is on uh, Switch and PC now. So, awesome. Because yeah, I've got Last Remnant. I love Last Remnant. Uh, still don't, to this day, don't understand the battle system, but I love it. Um, but, <laughs> um, yeah, Blue, Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey are two JRPGs that I want on... A different system and now like i said earlier with the steam deck bring them to steam so i can buy them on steam and then play them on the steam deck please so yeah so now our last improv category uh i'm gonna put you two on the spot again uh so from your show together you have to recommend me a game to play so do you want to play it cooperatively or just play it in play general it, play it in general so i've i've started okay. a list of games that my guests recommend me from their shows or from if they're not into, they haven't got a gaming podcast, their games in general. Since you've got a gaming podcast, what game from your show that you two have played would you recommend for me to experience? Well, my first thoughts, Nave, um, assuming he can find a partner because this game is co-op only, is It Takes Two. But that game is so big, you might have already played it. No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, besides that, I don't know, Nave, do you have any standouts that you happen to see? Is that, I'm definitely point, not I don't even looking remember. through our episodes right now. Yeah, I'm like, what have we played? Uh, real See, quick. doing this live is always the best way. <laughs> I can oh. only remember like the last four. <laughs> off the Do top not of play head. Aliens Fireteam Elite. Let's see, what else have we got? Uh, we had a great time on Dark Souls 1, or at least I did. Nave was kind of being drugged behind. <laughs> I no, would probably I mean, say uh, Warhammer Vermintide 2, is what I would say. Yeah. That one's a that classic. Game, you can definitely play that game solo too if you wanted to. And there's a lot of replayability, especially if you're going to get this game recommended to you on an island. This is a pretty good game to have on an island. You can play this yeah, for a while. I'd say that. That's a better uh, Desert Island game would be yeah. Vermintide 2. So the, the plan is then in due course when I haven't got uh, an episode with guests, I talk about the games, I experience those games, and I talk about them. So... Vermintide 2, I'll stick on my list. So thank you for your recommendation. Okay, should we get on to the... a new game coming out pretty relatively soon too, so that'd be a good game to yes. play in preparation for that. I can't remember what it's called. No, I've, I've, I've heard of it. So, we're going to get on to the uh, two categories now where we could upset a lot of people. First <laughs> of all, we'll start with your unpopular gaming opinion. This is one of my favorite categories across the show because this is where people either let loose <laughs> or they, and they just go or, you know, they're quite calm, collective, but they have quite a good hot take on what they don't like from the gaming industry that everyone else raves about. So one of my favorite, which always turns head, is Final Fantasy VII is an overrated game. That's one of my favorite because it, and that is my, one of my, uh, my, my opinions. It's how I feel about it, but it's not about my unpopular opinion. It's about yours. So, Phil, we're going to come to you first. What is your unpopular gaming opinion? Okay, so we all agree that sometimes the market be, can be kind of flooded as far as games go. We already have a Call of Duty dropping every year. We have thousands of anime hentai 
game, hentai games dropping on the Switch every week. There's a new one. Yeah, Why would we is. want more games coming out? Well, let me tell you. We need more games flooding into the market. This is my un unpopular opinion. So, are you guys familiar with The Incredibles, the Underminer game? Underminer is pretty good. Yeah. No. So, what I want is more movie tie-in games. <laughs> These were the games that were flooding the shelves of blockbusters. They were in the, the dollar bins at GameStop. Well, they probably weren't dollar bins. These are like the... You get three for $15 type games. This was your Ratatouille's. This was your Shrek 2. Your Wolverine Origins. The Over the Hedge game. These were the games that I spent so much time playing because by the time I was 17 and driving, I got the Blockbuster game swap program they had or whatever. So I go in there, I'm like looking at all their games like, man, I've already been through all the Call of Duties. I've already been through all the major shooters because that was like what I was playing at the time. I look over there and I see Over the Hedge looking at me. The, <laughs> it's got like four copies of Over the Hedge. I'm like, I guess I'm playing Over the Hedge this weekend. Grab it for 360, take it back home, and spend the night playing Over the Hedge. Beat it, send it back. Like I, I had a great time. Like even, even the Marvel games where it was like Iron Man 1, the game, or like the, even the, if we go back older, on GameCube, they had like, uh, well, PlayStation as well. They had like Spider-Man 1 and 2 that followed the movie. These movie tie-in games, while not the best quality, I and the terrible voice acting, they never had the actors. Like you can even see in, uh, what's it, um, like Disney Rush. They kind of have like, where they have multiple movie games on one disc. You're like, that's not Lightning McQueen's voice. You know, that, that's not that's not the right voice. We need to bring back these pretty terrible games because for every crappy Ratatouille game, there was a Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's an interesting well, my favorite... Go ahead, sorry. No, I was just saying, it's an interesting take, especially on movie tie-in games because there are, like you say, there are a couple of good, you know, movie tie-in games, but then the rest of it is pretty bad. My my favorite example is uh, Prince of Persia based on the movie, based on the game. <laughs> and every time I saw that, I threw up a little when I saw it on the GameStop shelves, the hundred copies that'd be there. I'm like, oh, where's, how far we've fallen. I want to fight you a little bit on this, Philip. What? I think what do you got? <laughs> less movie tie-in games, more games in the universes of movies. How about we, instead of Spider-Man... In the, like one of my favorite examples, it's going on Game Pass pretty soon. Is Guardians of the Galaxy? Absolutely nothing to do with the movies. Absolutely nothing to do with the Marvel comic universes. And if it did, it probably I probably would have never purchased it because I'm just so fatigued from Marvel and stuff. But that game is barely a Marvel property. It's a really funny uh, third-person action game, kind of like a Final Fantasy VII remake. The combat system's a little similar to that, where if you if you can get games like I want games in universes, but not about the main characters like you know star wars has the small universe syndrome where it's always the same like handful of people that are involved oh, yeah. in everything like you know you go into the prequels and it turns out anakin built c-3po and you're just like oh okay of course he did yeah you know what i mean it's like wow um, you want another well, jedi fallen <laughs> it's like yeah okay why couldn't yeah why couldn't we have a halo game like odst like another one of those. Like ODST was amazing. Of course, it happens in New Mombasa, but it's from the perspectives of normal human beings, and that's why it's so beloved amongst the Halo community. Even though it's probably one of the lesser fun games to play because you're so weak and easy to kill, um, it's 
so much more refreshing to just experience these events or even just something completely unrelated through the eyes of somebody just in the universe that you of a property you enjoy i see what you mean yeah that's quite a good uh, a good spin on the take uh that's that's very good i'm guessing though nave that's not your unpopular gaming opinion or was that your mm. no okay are, are we ready okay so just quickly on the, the movie tie-in though uh, i think that's a good shout i think there have been some quality ones out there um and then you're right what nave said there's been great games because you're at guardians of the galaxy if there's a plug that we can plug when it comes on the xbox game pass because apparently square enix have said that didn't sell very well play it go and play it because apparently that game is insane i'm going to download it it's on there on uh tuesday i think it is so go and play it so then i'm uh, afraid that it's starting to get overhyped now because the people like me so it's not like the fucking best game ever but it is very fun and it's very funny and cheeky and uh yeah i i enjoyed it a whole lot back when nobody was playing it I still will think it's, even if it blows up and becomes super huge, I will still think it's a good game. I'm not going to be contrarian about it. But yeah, I'm, people like me who are like, play it, play it now. It's my, don't raise your expectations way <laughs> through the roof because then you might not like it. Uh, my expectations are now through the roof. So if I'm upset, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to send you an angry tweet. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. We don't actually get too many of those. So I mean, actually, I'll take it. Yeah brilliant okay so Nave, what is your unpopular gaming opinion i was afraid me and phil were going to intersect again on this one but i know i know he feels the same way maybe that's why he didn't say it um my unpopular opinion and i've been a little bit more vocal about this on twitter i've gotten in a few scuffles now but not every game is for you and you're just gonna have to be okay with that Unfortunately, there are, and we've been hyping up Elden Ring and talking and stuff. There's every single time a FromSoft game comes out, like and like a a space station orbiting a planet, it just flies right back around this this, this uh, game design question of why isn't there an easier difficulty on the game? And you can go into a plethora of different answers at this point, and I've gone through all of them hundreds of times on Twitter now for the past bunch of years, and I'm kind of sick of talking about it. But here I am talking about it again. And this idea that games should be catered to you is a very kind of self-centered way of thinking, I feel like. Because it's like going to... One of the good examples, I can't remember who said, but it's like going to play EVE Online and going, this game is complicated, why isn't there an easier version of it? And it's like all of the hundreds of thousands of people that play that game going, well, just play something else, you don't want to play EVE Online, this is what... (laughs) game is this is it you don't go to football simulator and go well why can't i shoot people like that's not what this game is i'm sorry i mean that's kind of like a very vast generalization but it if this idea that people can just flip a switch and change the difficulty too easy that's not the same these games are uh, delicately balanced on the way that the developers wanted to uh, wanted the game to progress the way that i think about it is whenever you play halo you would think that the the canon difficulty is legendary right but it's actually heroic that's the difficulty that they base everything around and then the other difficulties they kind of scale and some things kind of get wonky like the infamous halo 2 jackal snipers in new mombasa you just instantly die well that they didn't know because it basically almost killed you on heroic and that was a good challenge where do you go other than they shoot you in the face every single time because they are gods amongst aliens like it's there you it takes development resources away from like imagine elden ring and then 
take resources away from it. That's because they would have to dedicate people to re-balancing uh, every single yeah, yeah, fast game. And the game isn't even specifically about the numbers. The game, because you can, it's like, why don't you just tweak the numbers, make more health, make less health? Well, it's if you give the boss less health, but you don't know how to dodge, you're still going to die to the boss. Yeah. Like, you have to be able to dodge. I mean, like, there's no other way. Like, I'm playing in one of the most cheesy ways that you could in Elden Ring. I have a big shield. I have all the armor. I summon friends every chance I get. Like, I, I know that that's, like, a privileged position where I have a bunch of friends who are better than me, and some people just don't have that. But unfortunately that is the easy mode and there's an easier mode than that there is you can be a, you can be a mage a sorcerer and almost every boss has summons that you can bring to kind of distract the boss for a while i just saw a uh, a video on youtube where a sorcerer build basically drank a potion that gave them infinite fp for a few seconds and then they used a kamehameha wave and like instantly killed uh market and i'm yeah. like what <laughs> yeah um I think it goes round to what we were saying about JRPGs, actually, that, that whole conversation. You know, that's kind of that boat of, you you know when a game isn't for you, but also it's okay to have games that aren't for you. For example, Octopath Traveler, I've done 40 hours, it's not for me, and that's okay. Like, I'm not going to sit here and get upset because the developer made a game that I don't agree with. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not that kind of human being. I can't get on with it. Well, okay, put it down. Maybe I'll return to it in some, at some point. Same with any Souls games. The developers have made them for a, not a specific audience. They've made it for a specific way for if you want to get into it, you're, you get into it. Same with Dota 2, League of Legends. They don't change the difficulty yeah. of those online games to suit us. Either I have to learn that game to be able to play it or you don't play it. You know, it's... I do agree with that opinion that, you know, that conversation of should there be an easy mode in certain games or should there be this, should there be that, just accept that a game may not be for you. Don't get on that hype train and go, oh, I need to play Elden Ring because it's the next best thing. Um, If it's not for you, it's not for you. And that's okay. And a lot of people, this is because this conversation especially on twitter where all conversations can turn toxic very fast this conversation has gotten to a really toxic place where there are some pretty like aggressive people on both sides yeah. one specific side is more aggressive than the other but the uh the hardcore some of the hardcore base of uh the get good it's funny for it's oh, funny yeah. for the meme but it's like it's not productive and the toxicity it, that you bring into arguments, and this goes beyond just this argument, it's every single argument. The toxicity that you bring, like whenever you just put words into a comment and then into like legible, something legible that you read, put it online, it's hard to interpret that as a joke. And saying something outrageous, you might think that you're being sarcastic, but some people really take that stuff really seriously. And that kind of stuff, like, it's it's hard to ha be on this side of the argument and not immediately be grouped into that category because uh, <laughs> your cat's distracting me, Philip. But um, cat attack. the one of the main things is the disabilities argument, and again, w it's hard to have this conversation without sounding like a jerk. But like it, you, if there is no way to play it, then the game can't be for you, and I'm sorry about that. But there are so many other games out there that are more accessible. Dark Souls is made purposefully, or Elden Ring, or games like this are made purposefully so that 
the average consumer can attempt to suffer and overcome through adversity in a video game in a very safe uh environment now you so the way that i think about it is whenever developers go out of their way to help people with disabilities like people who are colorblind or people who are physically impaired you celebrate that but whenever a developer goes out of their way to make something difficult or make something that in their own vision and it doesn't that in that vision it doesn't incorporate uh these accessibility options you don't force them to do that they are allowed to make the art that they choose and video games are art it, i think it's just it really comes down to how you perceive this medium and and unfortunately that makes it the whole argument an impasse for most people yeah, you either yes. are you either feel one way or you feel another way like i can simultaneously praise elden ring's difficulty and love the xbox uh, adaptive controller or love that they're putting sign language in forza horizon that's super awesome even though who cares about the story in forza horizon to let's be honest but like that's the most that's so incredible that they're gonna have someone doing sign language on the screen while cutscenes are going on that's like, I've never thought of that before. There was a meme going around. There's a, a Twitter account pretending to be a 343 uh, news uh, Twitter account, yeah, yeah. but it's just a meme account. <laughs> right. But they did it. They said a thing where they're like, finally, we've heard everyone and we're going to fix this. Now there's a left handed mode with the guns. So <laughs> if, if you use Southpaw, the gun will be in your left hand instead of the right hand. And it was a meme. But I was like, why isn't that a thing? Like, that's such a good idea. Like, it is counterintuitive to press the right trigger or to press the right trigger or to press the left trigger with your southpaw and then shoot the gun from the right hand side. Like, why wouldn't there be just a very simple mirror toggle that it, whoop just flips the character model around? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's more complicated than that, but I mean, no, that whole argument can go on for for days and days and days, and you're never going to please everyone. Um, but uh, they are a couple of good unpopular game opinions, and I think actually what that this whole category does is opens up a conversation for people to have. And like I say, you want to get in touch with the show, you disagree or agree with the unpopular opinions, please. We'll let you know at the end of the show where you can get in touch with with me and all the guests, and you can open that conversation, but open the dialogue correctly is the big thing mm. like talk about it everyone's everyone's allowed an opinion just be adult about that opinion simple as that now watch the twitter mentions flood in and it all go wrong uh so you can direct the hate at nave it's fine okay <laughs> i know i know i know it's not very happy opinion to have right now that's all good so we're gonna make we're gonna hopefully or we're gonna try and well, we're going to see if we're going to upset some more people with your two games to be left behind. Now, as we did at the beginning of the show, next time, next week's guest will choose the fate of your games. So, Phil, we'll start with yourself. Phil, which two games are you leaving behind and why? Okay, so just just announce them at the top. I want to leave behind Warzone and Madden. So, these games are incredibly popular. So many people play them, and it's great. The people are going out there playing games, having a fun time. But when I'm at work, and I look over at my little, my military buddy, and I'm like, hey, dog, you gamer? What do you play? What do you play? You know, just like trying to break the ice or whatever. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big gamer. I play I play Warzone. And I'm like, okay, uh, you know, you want to talk about Warzone? I can talk about Warzone. I'm not crazy into it, but let's chat. And he's like, yeah, man, I just fucking love shooting people. 
And I'm like, all right, yeah, I love it. And it's like, I'm like, all right, well, what else you play? And he's like, oh, That's yeah, I'll also play. Hear. Yeah, I'm like, I'll play Madden or something like that. I'm like, cool. You know, like, uh, what about Madden? It's like, let's talk about game mechanics. Like, because I haven't played any of the Madden since like 2008 or something like that. I'm like, what's changed? You know, whatever. And he's like, oh, man, new Madden's terrible. And I'm like, why, why do you play it? And, you know, like, where does it go from here? And I'm like, okay, okay, uh, let's talk about games I want to, I talk about. And so I'm like, oh, you want to talk about EA's, like, finally they made a, a hit. You want to talk about It Takes Two. You want to, like, I play all these games for the pod. You want to talk about uh, Back for Blood. You want to talk about all these, like, cool co-op games. All these games I'm into personally. I'll talk about Dragon Quest. Whatever. Let's talk about this. And they're like, sorry, I only play Warzone and Madden. And I'm like, bro. <laughs> There's so many more games that you like. I don't want to call you like a normie gamer or something like that, but like, I'm not trying to gatekeep. I know there's the big argument of what's a gamer and why the term gamer is terrible. I hate, I hate the gamer term as well. Yeah. Nobody likes the game. I use it all the time though. Just, I almost think it's funnier to use it. And now I just can't stop. Yeah. I've unfortunately when you don't tell people what makes you upset because they're just going to do it all the time and just listen to our stream and listen to how many times Philip calls me a gamer and how I react to it. <laughs> I just get What's slowly up, more aggressively angry at him telling him to stop. No. OK, so I've never had a problem with mobile games or people playing like, oh, I play Candy Crush or whatever. I'm like, cool. Everybody enjoys games. But whenever I talk to someone about a game and it's like so one dimensional where any other game, I feel like we can get so much more deep. And like, I'll ask my wife, who only plays TFT. She only plays like Stardew and TFT in Animal Crossing. Those are like her three games. And I'll ask about her. And then she can go on and tell me so many minute details about min-maxing her Stardew farm. Or how she's developing her Animal Crossing island. Or like the appropriate meta for TFT at this certain point in history. Because it's always changing. And then I go and I talk to these boys. I'm like, hey, what's up with the Warzone? And he's like, it's full of hackers. It's trash. I hate the game. I'm like, okay, don't play it. And I'm like, how's Madden? He's like, nah, man, Madden's trash. I'm not playing until the season changes. And I'm like, and it's terrible because this is not, okay, it makes it sound like it's one guy in my office, but this is the same guy. I don't know if the military is just full of COD dogs and Madden boys, but that is like all they play. And I'm getting so tired of it. Just put Madden and just take it away from the culture. We just don't need it. There's so many other games out there. Yeah, it we might ha- make you feel good that uh, next Call of Duty is getting uh, delayed. It's getting delayed. So yeah, it's going to be the first time in like 20, 20 something years that a Call of Duty didn't release in a year. We have the equivalent in England, which is FIFA. So Madden, I'm going to sneeze. So bear with me. Well, I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Nope. Yes. <laughs> Don't know. It felt like it. Uh, so FIFA um, over here, ridiculous. And I alluded to earlier in one of my darker days of gaming of Ultimate Team. But yeah, like people around me, all they would play is FIFA. Or uh, at the time when I was playing FIFA would have been Black Ops 2, I think it was. Something like that. I, I don't know. They're Call of Duty Black Ops 6000 Spoon Edition or whatever it is. I don't know. There's <laughs> so many different Call of Duties out there. I lost count. Uh, it might have been Modern Warfare 2. I don't know. But it, that's all That's all they played. And it's really like when you go, oh, I've been playing this amazing RPG called Final Fantasy X. Does it got guns? Well, not no. That's not what we get. Don't want to know. Okay, can you kick a ball? You can throw a ball. It's got blitz yeah, ball. Yeah. <laughs> blitz ball. Uh, I don't want to know. You know, and it's like, uh, you know, can you just jump in? And you know, I appreciate those shooters. I jump into Battlefield, or I jump into you know, because I've got friends of mine that I still keep in contact with when I went to school that play those types of games, and it's a great way of me, you know, keeping in touch that kind of thing. But yeah, I I, I kind of agree. Stick Warzone and Madden on an island or sports 
games like that and yeah see what happens as a as a fair opinion thank you that's all right Uh, not i'm validated not that i'm trying to bias the next guest here or anything like that but (laughs) nave your games that you're leaving behind and why Okay, so this is another situation of, I guess I just have bad reading comprehension, but I misinterpreted this one as well. (laughs) And so, but this is going to be an interesting debate on the next episode for completely opposite reasons, because I'm leaving behind two games I love deeply and dearly. I thought this was like my favorite games that I want the people stuck on the next. Yeah, it can be. Okay, so it's either going to be Madden Call of Duty games Philip Hates, or these two games that I desperately want people to enjoy on the island and that is rock band 4 (laughs) and fallout new vegas so (laughs) those are the games i want to leave behind on the island so that whoever's there next they have two perpetually replayable games i know that if anyone who listened to the 12 people who listen to my podcast shout out but uh if they've been listening and like he hasn't brought up rock band a single time or I, i think i brought up guitar hero like in passing but they're like Surely this is the one he replays, right? Well, it's the one that I, I want to replay it on the island and leave it there for the next people. So I should have said, uh, the next guest will pick one of each. One of each? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So That's they'll, good. Pick, they'll pick one from Phil and one from Nave. So... That's kind of difficult then, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you go. So um, And they can be good or bad. The game that they leave behind is then eradicated. That's it, gone. No one can touch it. Gone oh, forever. Well, they better choose correctly then <laughs> for me. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Rock Band 4 and Fallout New Vegas. Fallout New Vegas was a good game. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, so- I went back and started playing it on the Xbox One X, and it is buttery smooth, very fast. It's fantastic. It's I can't believe what we used to... I, can't, I know I keep saying that, but the SSDs, man. Oh, man. They're so good. Yeah, it's uh, technology is great, and and rumor is Vegas Two is being made, or it's the talk is happening. So there we well, go. Well, I definitely we'll hope they want to do it because I'm afraid that the meme got so big that they feel like they need to, and even if they did feel like they needed to, I'm sure it'll come out fine because Obsidian's awesome. But they have so much on their plate. They're basically the Insomniac in the Xbox ecosystem. Like Obsidian's yeah. going wild right now. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I think Insomniac's better than Obsidian personally but i mean like that's just the equivalency like insomniac's doing everything on playstation right? they're doing the wolverine they're doing ratchet and clank they're doing spider-man like so much different variety in games and they're pushing them out so fast like we've got uh grounded which is not my cup of tea but uh uh outer worlds is absolutely fantastic if you love fallout speaking of new vegas like they're the guys who made new vegas which is why i'm bringing them up i don't know if i even mentioned that but yeah it's it's great it's great stuff they're going to have a vow pretty soon. And if they're really doing Fallout New Vegas also, I don't even understand how that's possible. I don't know either, and I, I dread to think. Hopefully they're not going through the whole crunch thing to get these games out. Because while we get to enjoy them, there are people that are definitely suffering while making them. And, you know, that's a, a, a weird place to end the show on. But, guys, <laughs> I want to thank you for joining me on Desert Island Games. It's been absolutely brilliant. I'm going to get you back off the island and away you go. We'll wait to see what our next guest will choose between Warzone, Madden and rock band four and fallout new vegas um please tell everyone again where they can find you on your corner of the internet oh yeah uh once again i'm philip and i'm here with my co-op partner nave and we are the gaming together a cooperative podcast 
Cool. We have a Twitter. We try to stream whatever game we're playing for that week. And come in and join us. We have fun. I think the stream is Gaming Together Pod. Uh, our Twitter's at Gaming Together. Is it? Oh, no, I've screwed up. It's Game Together Pod. Gaming Together Pod is too long. So just Game Together Pod. Right. My apologies. It's all right. All of the links where you can find them will be in the podcast description. I want to thank you guys again for joining me. This episode will be out soon. My name's been Richard. You can find me at all the usual places. Again, look down in the podcast description. We'll see you all on the next one. Thank you very much. Thank you.